0: Labeling the good things around Australia. Our experts
1: analyze the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Copless quadrilla at Caulfield. Uh, Mr. Brightside short in the first leg. Uh, then you've got the Blue Diamond Stakes. $4 the field there. Coleman and Lady of Camelot, the two faves. Oakley plates open as you'd expect. Kings Gambit, the favorite for the inside, 4.40. And the last leg, a turtle flame, as was mentioned by Nicole, $3.80. David Gately, good morning.
2: Thanks, Dave. Group 1 racing and uh, Caulfield, of course, had their blue diamond. The highlights three of the four legs of the quad are Group 1 races, of course. The first, the Faturity, and um, Mr. Brightside is pretty hard to tip against most times he races. Uh, he just doesn't have any weaknesses. We've mentioned that before. What a great chase and win first up. Uh, attrition was only two lengths off him first up last time in and was three wide, no cover off a fast speed. so you know, you can argue how close would he have got with a much softer run? You know, and he's probably got a bit more upside. He's trialed really well. So going to go into quaddy. They're um, probably the two, just one and seven. The Blue Diamond Lady of Camelot on top for me. I loved how strong she was at the end of 1100. I don't know of many two year olds in history nearly breaking a course record, and what she did. But more importantly, um, as I said, she just responded to riding and got stronger and stronger, just like her trial. Coleman won similarly. He was under pressure to chase the leader, but once he gobbled it up, he, he too was, was very strong in and through the line. No reason to think either of those will be at risk of 1,200. High octane, arguably should have won last time. It was $2.30. Um, Favourite, uh, held up till the race was over, then flew late. And Anisa ran a lot behind Coleman. Stay Focus has a bit more upside than a few of these, and it's in the wider quaddie. Uh, with bodyguard, so 13, 4, 8, 12, 5, 3. Third leg, pretty keen on King's Gambit. He's a three-roll with no way. Extremely gifted athlete. This one, he's ridden upside down. Flemington first up last time in. He proved that to be a fact when he was ridden cold. Uh, second go and blew away the Coolmore winner. Osmosis running exceptional last 600 uh, figures in the overall time. Hypothetical had a strong speed in the Rubiton, Held on really well. Meets the Quinola 3.5 and, and 4.5 and kilos better respectively. Sun twice taken up. Kalos, look, I was keen on Asfora, but I thought Kalos was the best ruffy in that Rubiton. and his last 100 metres was great work to run over that horse and he's now won four or five since a gilding operation on dry tracks. The miss, he was likewise behind Asfora. Asfora was good in this race last year with 53. A bit harder with 57.5, but look, he's got some runs on the board. And Benedetta has tried well. She's a good fresh horse. 15, 10, 1, 2, and 8. Coming home, I've got 10 Eternal Flame on top. Uh, she wasn't top pick for me last time, but you can argue, you know, she may well have won the race. And I guess she hasn't had much, um, hasn't had a high, uh, hard run as a consequence because she didn't really get a crack at him at all. Revolutionary Miss won that race and was five weeks between runs, no knock. Vagrant flying. Shuffle dancer. Could be the value he tried really well and party for one uh, backable price as well uh, so they're all in the quaddie home ten one four three six Betts Caulfield cool race six number one gold trips loved his trials loved his threshold last time And he's just a world-class horse um, our value race four number 11 legacy No, they went up double figure odds midweek tab but it's um, been taken like to trial Second of E8, fresh last time in Reeds. Well, she can run really well here and made her the value play. Best in Sydney, race three, number eight, Dipsy Doodle. Just overcooked it a bit first up. She trolled great prior to that. I think with a softer, more conservative run, J Mac, she might be the hit back. And she's really backable for our best bets. Race three, number eight, Dipsy Doodle, our best in Sydney.
1: Thanks, mate. Thanks, David. Dipsy Doodle's price is $4. So Sydney race three, eight, $4. The ones at Caulfield. He likes a 6-1 gold trip, $2.40. And the value, race four, number 11. And that's Legacies. And the price is $9.270. So his best, 6-1 gold trip, value, 4 11 Legacies in Melbourne. And at Rose Hill, it's 3-8 Dipsy Doodle. His quadrilla numbers at Caulfield, first leg being race seven, just one and seven only. And Mr Brightside and attrition. In race eight, his numbers... In the diamond, R13, Lady of Camelot, from four, Coleman, and then eight, 12, five, and three. So 13, four, eight, 12, five, three. Race nine, the Oakley Plate. He is coming up with King's Gambit, the 15. From number 10, hypothetical, one, the third, Kalos, and then two and eight. So 15, 10, one, two, and eight. And in the last leg, he's coming out with number 10 on top. From one four, three and six. Ten, one, four, three and six. And Eternal Flames price, $3.80. It's my life and it's
3: now never. I gonna live
1: forever. I am to Talked about that horse running in Brisbane tomorrow uh, called T. That's in the market, trained by Tony Gollan in the Alan Bell Colours. And, uh, Michael Maxworthy joins me. Michael's trying to think of all of Alan's good horses this morning. I came up with a list. Uh, I've lost it, but uh, off the top of my head, um, Grand Army, uh, Primus, um, Skalachi, uh, Deep Field, Star Turn, um, Dupain. Uh, he's had plenty of good ones
3: over the years. Amazing, isn't it? Just amazing the success that he had. And a lot of those horses that you mentioned were within a few years of each other and often he'd only buy one or two at the yearling sales as well. Yeah. I wonder what the tip is with this T tomorrow and where the, the name came from. I guess we'll learn more about it as we get closer, but it yeah. looks as though she's pretty good. She Her time the other day when scoring in that barrier trial was very, very good. Yeah, pushed out, however. Yeah, yeah, she had a, a good test, which is what you want, you know, when you're having your first start over the 11.10 um and the other one in race number four uh the colts division that was given a bit of a test street chase by zoo star a six hundred and fifty thousand um, dollar yearling he looked pretty good too it's just a good meeting this dual preview meeting steve at durbin tomorrow because there's a lot of young horses you know potential nice horses i think to look forward to that might possibly come out of tomorrow's meeting I was asking Tony Gollan via text, has he
1: had another horse for Alan Bell? And he has had some seasons ago. Do you remember the horse's name? Um, how long ago? No oh, probably a couple of seasons ago. I'd say two seasons. I'm just about to look up the horse's form. It's not that Griff. No. No. It starts no. with K. Kalama. No.
3: Do you remember Kalama? No, no, I don't. Okay. Certainly, I don't remember him as. I do with some of those others that you mentioned, the Scalaches and what have you.
1: Yeah, Tony had Kalama, a mayor. She won six races. Um, actually, it's going back to probably... When did Tony get her? 2018. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she won a couple of races 2017 in Brizzy. So let's start with your specials.
3: Well, speaking of Tony Gollin, um I really like this mare that he's got lining up in race three. Number 10 sacred feeling now... I could possibly be going off a little bit early here, but I just sort of fell in love with her a little bit at her first preparation. A four-year-old mare, a Kiwi bread, all of her runs at her first prep were um, pretty much at the midweeks there. And she stepped up to 2,000 metres at her last start before going for a spell. But the two victories, Steve, were just with ridiculous ease. Now, she's going to want further. Now, there's no question about that, and they will ride it quietly. I think that's going to be you know, the way to ride her, let her find her legs. But, um, look, if she can avoid any traffic problems tomorrow, I think she can win, and I love the $6.50 that's on the on, um, tab app now, available about sacred feeling. She, I think she'll either win or she'll finish with a flashing light, but I like her that much that I'm prepared to sort of have something each way on her tomorrow. Race three, number 10, her two barrier trials have been nice, nice and quiet, finding the line without any urging at all. $6.50 310 what's the one in race 7 race number 7 we're looking at granite prince to continue this good run for the michael nolan stable into Toowoomba. he was terrific here at the midweeks when winning over the 1350 back in mid january and then he was third at dubin behind moon and me might have gone a little bit quick early and then to the 1600 last start he was only grabbed very late by Omis oh, behaven who's clearly returned to very good form that mare And he had 61 kilos going to the 1,600 the first time. He was a little bit keen from a slightly awkward gait. Now that he's had that run, he draws better and he drops 2.5 kilos. And he should be able to get into a comfortable position without doing any work early. So I think he represents one of the better bets on the card. Race 7, Doombin. Number 9, Granite Prince. $4.20. Race 10, what do you like? And in my last race, I'm here with Daytona Bay for Kelly Sweeter, formerly with Peter Moody. Had really good form in Melbourne and um, sent him up here to, to Kelly in very good order. He's a lovely-looking horse, a five-year-old by American Faro, 15 starts, six wins. For Kelly, he's had two starts, both of them very good. In particular, his latest, when he had to be ridden forward with 60 and a half kilos, that was that no-tempo race. Remember, Emperor was trying the distance for the first time. He loomed to win, put his head in front of Daytona Bay. But Emperor felt the pinch. But Daytona Bay clearly strong on and through the line. So here he is third up from a spill. I think the distance is better. Third up, 1,600. They're probably going to have to use him up a little bit from that wideish gate. I think he'll stride forward. Um, there's a little bit of speed, not much on pace pressure here. Ritani, the older mare and maybe C. Raider, an older boy as well, they might go forward and help Daytona Bay come across. Um, I think whatever beats him will really win that last race. I think he's perfectly placed here.
1: Daytona Bay. So your three selections for Doombin are 310 Sacred Feeling at 650, 79 Granite Prince 420 and 103 Daytona Bay at 270. You'll be on in the morning with David uh, from 8 o'clock Eastern, Mike, with the big preview.
3: Yep, of uh, the dual preview meeting at Doombin. We'll talk there. Thanks, Mike.
1: hickson is joining us from racing new south wales good morning to you ray good
4: morning steve how's things
1: good thanks what do we do well this horse uh, i'm a big fan but i'm just not sure where he sits at the moment uh, can he bounce back the celestial legend for leads tomorrow can he run a better race
4: well the setup is there for him too it's the first time he's gone to 1400 meters and it's looked like he's been crying out for it just pretty much every start so we're going to learn a lot about a lot of these ho- those horses in the Hobart Bill Steve, and I, I think if you are a Celestial Legend fan, um, as I know Nick Burney is, who's sitting nearby me at the moment, um, you'd be expecting him to be, you know, loving every inch of that 1,400 metres and hitting the line strongly.
1: I just thought last start. I know, um, you know, he, he had the right run, and maybe he was on the inferior ground. But even if you look at the sectionals, mm. they weren't brilliant, were they? Um, but maybe. Um, I don't know. He might be better off a better pace than getting to the outside. I don't know, but first up, he might have needed it. So,
4: Yeah, look, he'll get that opportunity too, I yep.
1: think. Yeah. yeah. All right. So where do we start with your specials?
4: Silver Slipper, race four, number one espionage. Um, I think this horse could well be the the danger to Storm Boy in the Golden Slipper. Um, he's the one we've been waiting to see since he won the Blue Breeders' Plate, which was a pretty big win. Um, he's tried up really well. I think he set up perfectly from barrier three with Nash on to the speed and get over the top of them at the finish. Um, I'm a little surprised the market slipped against him at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, happy to be with race four, number one espionage is the first of My, my uh, tips, Steve, $2 and 60 cents. Race four, one race five.
1: You like one of John O'Shea's?
4: Yeah. Dimeo gets a perfect set up here. Um, Particularly if the track remains in the soft six range, which it's probably expected to do if the few showers tonight arrive or, or a storm. Um, Look, like his first up one run was excellent in a race that he couldn't possibly win uh, the way it was run. Uh, it was more, more victorious controlling the speed with a lightweight and sprinting away. He had 61 and he hit the line as, as well as anything uh, at the finish. So he goes to 1900 metres, second up form is good, loves the sing out of the ground, draws well, James McDonald on. I don't think they need too many more pluses. He just needs to get the job done.
1: 360. Zugotcha's not favourite. Lady Laguna is. But tell me why you like Zugotcha here. First up.
4: Yeah, look, um, it's pretty hard to punch holes in Lady Laguna at the moment. I just I just thought Zugotcha just had that preparation in the spring that she had to have. Sometimes you see three year olds uh, who are really high class just struggle in that first four year old preparation. And well, she didn't run badly. But she just they tried her as an Everest potential horse and it didn't sort of come off. And I think she's trialled up pretty well. She looked good in an exhibition gallop. James McDonald wants to ride her. Draws well to stalk the speed here. Um, if she's a Zugotcha that we, uh, we know from the three-year-old years, I think she's going to be very hard to beat. So I'm happy to take the, uh, the gamble with her and hope that the punters and uh, the, the you know, stable confidence is there to, to say she'll run well. So race seven, number one.
1: So 4 1 Espionage, 5 6 Diamond, 7 1 Zugacho. I'll grab your quadrilla numbers in the morning, Ray. Thanks, Steve. We'll do that. Ray Hickson, Racing (laughs) New South Wales. chat with les in the morning about celestial legend just get his thoughts on the horse he actually won this race ray uh, um ray thomas did a story in the telegraph today uh, talking about les has won this race many years ago Uh, one of the longest gaps of any in the history of racing um if he can win this between feature wins he won it a long time ago um i've got the story i'll find it but with sir dapper and he's trying to win it some 30 or 40 years later um, with Celestial Legend, quite incredible. But uh, Ben Skadden, good morning, Ben. Good day, Steve. How are you? Good, thank you. Good meeting at Morphin Villas, we've touched on, and you like Jenkins in the second race?
5: Yeah, I do. Look, he's been around the uh, around the block a few times. He had forty four starts, and um, you know we've seen plenty of him. But I, I thought he's been um, been pretty solid. His his two runs back from a from a reasonable break. He had a had a couple of months off and. First up was okay behind Sandy Prince over 1400, which is a bit short from nowadays, but I was quite taken with his run last time, just a week ago. So he's on the quick backup. Um, he was back and he made made very solid ground late behind Pearl Lady. I was beating just over a length. Last Saturday it was very, very tough to make ground, so he kind of raced against the pattern and did a really good job. He's cherry ripe now, three, uh, two runs in, should be spot on. The way he raced last week suggested the 1800 is going to be perfect for him as well. Barrier one from Todd Panel on board. He'll, Look, okay, I think he'll be back, um, but on the outer track this week will certainly help him as well. I think he'll be really strong later. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like the way he's going this prep, Jenkins.
1: Got some nice rides, Todd. Uh, four dollars at the moment. Race yes. two, number one. We move over to race four.
5: Yeah, this um, mare smiling from above is racing really, really well. From Marissa Moore, Marissa's only taken over the training of this mare um, recently. She had a had a long break and she was. Very good. Um, first up behind, just like Lisa, and that mare kind of franked the form pretty solidly as well. She just got beaten the lip that day, and then very good winner at Gawler, um back on January sixth, beating when the dealings done on Lucky Fortune. Really good that day, up on the speed, and was very strong late, uh, won by a length and a half. So I haven't seen her for um, you know six weeks or so. But said, I think Marissa's doing a really good job with this mare. I think she's she's well above average. Um, Gets a two-kilo claim for Lana Leversey, so only 58. Barrier 3 is perfect for her as well. So she'll settle settle close to the speed. Um, yeah, and I think she'll be, she'll be right there at the finish, smiling from above.
1: Yeah, and each way odds as well. $6 and $2. Race 4, number 4 at Malford And this Lord Reams, I think it's you're going to hear divided opinions, but you're leaning the, the map's way, 11.
5: Yeah. yeah, well, I think there's going to be Grand Brom- Promenade fans, and obviously, you know, he came was here last year and, and ran a ran a really good race, um, when third in the Lord Reams. But, yeah, I think the map's just come back in, in super, super form. Um, you know, that that win in the uh, JRA plate was was super impressive, I thought, that day. Um, just so strong late. Dan Clark and McGrealvay, I think, have got her exactly where they want her to be. Um, obviously, the Adelaide Cup is the big target, this preparation. But I think she's absolutely spot on for this. Um, yeah, I think she can, she can just keep on winning. Distance won't be an issue for her, obviously. She, was, she won that, um, won that 2800 metre race at Flemington on the Melbourne Cup day last year. Um, I think she's better this preparation than the last preparation. Everything you hear from the camp is that she's um, she's absolutely spot on. So, yeah, I think she can stamp herself as potentially the Adelaide Cup favourite um, after she runs in the Lord Dreams tomorrow. So the map
1: will be back, Grand Promenade up front, 2.50, race 7 number 11. So your three selections are 2-1 Jenkins, it's $4, 4-4 smiling from above is 6 and 7-11 2.50, the map in the Lord Reams. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Thanks very much, Steve. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Ben Scadden. You're listening to Racing HQ with Steve Hewlett on Radio Tab. Just uh, Ray Thomas here mentioned in an article about Lesbridge Celestial Legend. He said uh, he's Prime to give the trainer a second Hobartville success, some 40 years after he won the race for the first time was Sir Dapper, and he mentioned Bart Cummings. Read the gap with him, Light Fingers 65. Then he won his 12th Melbourne Cup 43 years later with Viewed. So, but 40 years between features. Can Les do it tomorrow with uh, this horse, Celestial Legend? Colin Mcniff, how are you, Colin?
0: Yeah, very well, thanks, Steve.
1: We talked about uh, Aurora's Symphony. Do you think the weight will stop him? 61 and a half Wednesday.
0: Well, not the way he was so dominant uh, in Hobart, and uh, I thought about 61.5 was probably what he'd, he'd be carrying in, in Launceston. Uh, looks like a slightly stronger field, but uh, no, it'd be awfully hard to beat, and does well, two for two uh, at the track and distance.
1: I think some lovely horses win this gold sovereign over the years. Do you like this Miss Truth on Sunday, the unbeaten Galloper yeah. local horse?
0: has come up very short, but something a, a bit special about uh, Miss Truth. I know when the Hayes team brought one well, of their uh, two-year-olds over for the Elwick Stakes and thought they could win and uh, had a, a pretty good opinion of their horse and they were beaten by Gigi's Mistruth. So, uh, yeah, it's got a bit of a boom on it, this little two-year-old.
1: Sarah Cotton, you're hoping she can win the first on Sunday?
0: With number two in the ocean, it's only had the one start. It ran, ran third. It was third all the way from barrier number 10, beaten a half length, but, you know, ran through the line quite nicely. The second horse stepped out and won last Sunday. Got a nice low draw coming up this week. I think in the ocean uh, at start number two can make it win number one. Race one, number two. And then in the following race, uh, Ballooners only had the one start since coming across to Tasmania, now trained by Imogen Miller. Was an unlucky fourth over 1400 metres in Launceston on February 4, beaten uh, three parts of a length. Again, didn't have much luck in the home straight. So. With an ounce of luck, I think it can, uh, from barrier two, settle in a more forward position and, and be the horse to beat there. So I think we can get some money early on the day, on Oaks Day Sunday, race one, number two, race two, number seven.
1: Just looking at some of the Gold Sovereign winners, you know, you look two years ago, Bellow Bow, three years ago, Turk Warrior. Uh, you mm. go back to Hot Dipped, even Admiral, um, Golden Archer, who ended up being a in prospect, of course. Uh, gee, a lot of horses go on with it after winning, as I said, winning this race.
0: Yeah, it's become quite a, a time-honoured race. It only started back in the, uh, in the early 80s, the Gold Sovereign, but it has become... Uh, the principal two-year-old race uh, of the of the season down here in Tasmania. And as you mentioned, Cliff Fowler back in the 80s uh, and uh, later on, Leon McDonald used to come over and win it year in, year out. So there's been some good horses, some handy horses win it, as you mentioned. And uh, I think if Judy Mistruth wins, uh, Joe O'Neill's horse looks to be the main danger to it uh, on Sunday. It's run at Caulfield wasn't too bad last time. So it's going to be an interesting little race.
1: Yeah, Patrick Payne flattered. You're talking about second Gigi up. and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, in the Oaks, you've got Gay. Waterhouse, VP Payne, and Andrew Bobbin, the three yeah. favourites. Wind, wings of song, very surreal. Girls, girls, girls.
0: Yeah, the top six from the Strut Stakes are all going around in the Oaks, and there's uh, three additional fillies to make it a field of nine, the three additionals all coming across from Victoria to add a bit of interest to the Oaks. But I think girls, girls, girls can uh, turn the tables on them uh, on Sunday.
1: Thanks for that, Colin. Great time of year there. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, V. Yeah, Aurora's Symphony looking forward to talking with the Launceston Cup next Wednesday.